The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. So here we go. I am recording this for the manyth time. I know that's not really a word, but you know, in lieu of billionth or actually knowing the number, I'm going to say manyth and I'm going to pretend like it's a word and you don't have <laughs> a choice but to accept it because this is a one-way conversation, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> I have recorded an episode for today, Sunday. It's Sunday. I'm recording on the same day that I plan to release, which is something that I know some podcasters that do that, and I am incredibly impressed because holy smokes, is it challenging. But like I said, so the one that I tried to record last week uh, was about the topic of fear, which is what I'm going to be talking about today, but so much stuff has changed. So I was talking a little bit about the virus and my understanding of what was going on And I think the general understanding of what was going on has changed so much in the last week that it just felt weird to to release something that was already outdated. So I decided, you know what, I'll re-record it, which I am comfortable with because I'm not uncomfortable with what I had said. It just didn't feel contextually up to date. So here we are. So the topic for today is fear, and I have a strong desire to tell you what I'm going to be talking about, but at the same time, every time I try to do that, I get off track and I talk about different things, so I'm going to go ahead and not. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start right now, though, by talking about my philosophical views on fear, with the understanding that it's one thing to have a philosophical view. It's like, okay, this is how I see it. But the application of that is not always smooth and problem-free. I uh, definitely recently have had issues um, butting against fear and making poor choices as a result. So philosophy only takes you so far. I find that philosophy helps me with a lot of the day-to-day stuff. But then when things get really emotional, it could be harder and harder to apply those things. In theory, the longer that I practice applying philosophy in smaller scenarios, the more likely when the big ones come up, I will be better and more skillful. But, you know, for now, that's a theory because I proved myself wrong on that pretty hard recently. Anyhow, so philosophically speaking, how I generally approach the concept of fear in my own mind, is I tell myself that fear isn't real. And I know (laughs) that that just sounds straight up false, or at minimum it sounds incredibly reductive. But of course when I'm talking to myself, I don't need to explain myself because I understand the context and intention behind what I'm saying. When I say it out loud, like I did to my father the other day, he's like, uh, no, that's not true. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, let me explain what I mean. So. When I say fear isn't real, I'm not referring to the feeling of fear. Of course, of course, fear is real. We have all experienced it. We all experience it regularly. And I would say that most people have experienced it quite recently, considering everything that's going on. Uh, so I'm not referring to that, uh, of course. I am referring instead to 
my own tendency to treat things that I fear as having already come to pass and being inevitable. So fear is what I like to call a preemptive emotion and other people might call it that, but I don't know because I've never heard it. So I didn't get that from anywhere. I just, it's what I like to call it. So the things like there's other emotions that are included in that category, which would be worry, which is similar to fear, but different. I think they're related. They're like maybe cousins, siblings, you know, worry is a preemptive emotion as is excitement anticipation. These are all emotions that we have because of expectations that we've set or beliefs that we have about the future. Um, in, in some cases, worry, fear, excitement, all of them can be about something that's current, like, like I could fear that something is going on behind the scenes of something or in cases like that. So like it can be current, but but it's also at the same time not really because it's like the fear isn't just that it's happening but that I'm going to find out that that's happening or that there is going to be some consequence of this thing. Golly, golly gee willikers, this is hard to explain. Uh, <laughs> how, how would I, okay, anyways, you know what, I'm getting real caught up, <laughs> really, really caught up in semantics. My point is that fear is contingent on, on not knowing. Fear is contingent on the idea of the unknown and our tendency to try and predict things that are going to happen and then our tendency to believe those predictions to be true or my tendency I mean anyone's tendency I don't know it's it's very challenging to try and talk in a my own sense <laughs> as opposed to applying it more broadly but yeah, so when I'm dealing with fear, what I try to remind myself is that the thing that I'm fearing is at the very least not yet real. And fear fear is useful like any emotion in that we can we can learn from it, you know? All of our emotions are there to teach us something about ourselves or about our surroundings or they're there they're there as an indicator that something is going on and they're not super specific like you know it'd be nice if they wrote us you know nice neat little notes that said this is exactly what you're supposed to get from this <laughs> but it doesn't work that way so you know emotions are there to teach us something but i find that for me at least fear is the most insidious in the sense that it sticks around for a lot longer than other emotions and I constantly feed it without even realizing that I'm feeding it and I think for me it tends to come from just how much our or my brain wants to trust itself I see something and you know of course I I predict something based on all sorts of different biases and experiences and different things that have gone on in my life like anyone and then where I get stuck is that I see this prediction as as truth as something that's already like inevitable as if it's already happened as if it's a fact but it's 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 not oh gosh 
sorry, my hip's hurting. For anyone who's as of yet unaware, I'm a bit sick. Um, a bit sick and a bit sore, a bit tired. I don't know, I, I, uh, I'm not, not eligible for testing, so I don't know if it's the virus or if it's something else, but that actually leads me into the first uh, trap of fear that I have recently fallen into. So when this whole virus thing started, there was a lot of information out there, a lot of it conflicting, and I I didn't take it as seriously as I now wish that I would have. I, I was very afraid, and there was a lot of things going on. And so instead of dealing with it, I just didn't. And so I was, you know, washing my hands and I wasn't out and about that much. But I also wasn't, you know, being as serious as I should have, considering that I am someone that is immunocompromised and has scarring on my lungs and already has lung, like, respiratory issues and asthma. So I should have been taking it very, very seriously since the beginning, and I wasn't. And I've been wondering lately why wasn't I, and so I've been trying to kind of look back and reflect on what was going through my mind. And I know that the first thing that went through my mind was fear. And then the second, third, fourth, fifth, billionth, manyth thing that went through my mind was more fear. Every time that I thought about it, I was afraid, but there was nothing that I could do. So I just took the ostrich approach and buried my head in the sand beyond, like I said, I mean, I was, you know, being extra vigilant about washing my hands and, and not going to super crowded places, but I definitely could have been a lot more careful than I was. And it's very, very interesting because what I realized as I looked at this whole situation is that that fear really... I tend to have one of two reactions, and, and the reaction that I had to this one is, I think, more common for me. I tend to have one of two reactions to fear. One is to make bad decisions, not necessarily bad decisions, but decisions that aren't necessarily helpful and are definitely at least risky for being hurtful. Or, like with the case of this, I just completely put it away and decide not to address it at all. I don't, I don't even take that beginning part where it's trying to teach something I don't look at that as closely as I should because I'm so overwhelmed that I just put the whole thing aside in the back of my brain or wherever until I'm forced to deal with it. So that's definitely definitely what happened here is instead of going, okay, I should prepare, I should buy, you know, toiletries and supplies to get me through in case that I'm stuck because I know that I'm high risk, etc., etc., Instead of taking that obvious information with what I should be doing, not only for my, like, you know, for the people in my life, but for myself, I just ignored the whole, the whole thing besides things that were already super basic. Like I said, like washing my hands. Um, I mean, the thing is, I'm not like some partier anyways. I'm not really going. I, I don't like crowds. I don't, I wasn't, yeah, I haven't been going anywhere 
uh, that's super crowded anyhow. But I, I was not being as mindful as I could have, maybe should have even been. Uh, not by a long shot, and I wasn't... I, I, like I said, I just took all of it and I just threw the baby out with the bathwater and took the ostrich approach and I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to do anything to contribute educationally to it. I'm just going to ignore it. That was, that was the approach I took at first. And then I was kind of forced into a corner because I started to get sick. And so of course I've been self-isolating. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's serious or not. I hope that it's not. And I kind of had this whole, like, facing my own mortality thing that was interesting. And I think that's where this philosophical thing was helpful, was... Oh, I don't want to get too dark. <laughs> I don't think that it's a good idea for me to get too dark. I'm actually, like, for being someone who is all about happiness and light and cherry, I'm definitely naturally sort of fatalistic and nihilistic and definitely very dramatic and so <laughs> I can come across as pretty dark but for those of the those of you who follow this kind of thing I mean I'm a Scorpio and I'm year of the snake <laughs> and I'm a whole bunch of other little factors that set me up to be sort of the dark personality so I don't put too much stock in all of that but I definitely find it interesting anyhow wow way off topic. I, <laughs> yeah, I was sort of faced with my own mortality and I was able to wrestle through it with these types of philosophies is we, these types of philosophies, like we can't, we can't change, we can't change the outcome by fearing it. So what we can do is we can look at that fear. I can, I can do is I can look at that fear okay, it's possible that I am going to die, you know, and go, okay, well, what should I get out of that? So obviously the most pertinent information, the most upfront information is that I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can not to die because that's a real risk. So that's helpful to know that and know that, you know, there are certain precautions that I can take not to do that. I also am afraid that I'm going to, you know, lose people I love so I can take precautions or at least help advise people and guide people on how to take their own precautions to protect the people that I love. Other pertinent information is, okay, so that's something that could happen, so what can I do to prepare to mitigate the pain or problems that come from the fact that I am high risk? So I look at that, and then beyond that, this is the second piece, is letting go of of it once I've done everything that I can with the information that I get from this fear is going okay those fears while reasonable and valid and quite possible aren't real yet and it doesn't add any value to my life or to the value value to the life of people around me to assume that the thing that I fear is inevitable or going to happen or where I should be, like, I I always thought that the, the seize the day, carpe diem stuff was a little cheesy, <laughs> but I think that I would rather err on the side of seize the day than err on the side of, of panicking if something does happen, 
you know i think the best thing that i can do is leading up to whatever the thing that i fear whatever whatever i find out the outcome if i do depending on what it is there's some things i never get to find out but you know something like this okay i will eventually find out the outcome i think the best thing to do is to remind myself when i've done everything i can to mitigate that fear is as it comes up try to be mindful of okay that could happen but it's not right now it's not going on right now right now what i need to do is embrace the moment that I'm in. Enjoy the things that I do have. Spend time feeling connected to the people around me or spend time creating things that have meaning. And it just, there's so much, there's so much value in remembering that for me. So like, this doesn't take away fear. I mean, I have to remind myself of this constantly. And I have to figure out how to do so in a way that's not shaming myself, too, where it's like, oh, you're afraid again, you know, like, that's not helpful. So, like, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. It's been on my mind, something that, you know, a week ago, like, I could have made the situation that I'm in better or easier. I could have started my isolation earlier and things could have been easier and better. <laughs> if I had taken the time to really face what was going on in my head and face those fears earlier. But I don't feel, I don't feel bad about it. I'm not too worried about it, but it's interesting. And now, now I'm a little more able to apply the philosophy more often, but that doesn't mean that I don't have my moments. Like I have definitely called my mom like crying, going like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I just want to hug somebody and I can't touch anybody and I can't be near anybody. And it's, fucking hard. Definitely I've had my moments like that, but I have been able to, for the most part, move through those moments and come back to a place of peace by remembering that like, yeah, this could all happen, but my life isn't over. I don't know that it's over. So first of all, like I shouldn't assume that. If the world does change a result of, as a result of all of this, and I think that it might, I don't know what that's going to look like. Like, it's, it's fun to throw things around, throw around theories and, like, you know, suppositions and all of that, but we, we don't know. And as realistic as some of the worst-case scenarios feel, the dystopian scenarios that people are throwing around, it's also realistic that good could come of this. Historically, historically, at the end of bad events, a lot of times good things happen. Not every time, but a lot of times good things happen as a result of them, whether it's economically or socially or whatever. So it's just as realistic to assume that good stuff is going to happen. And I find that it's just helpful to help me balance so that I'm not living there. I definitely think that it's fucking normal and valid and completely reasonable to be afraid in a time like this. Or... I <laughs> At any given time, I mean, it's just part of humanity, being afraid of things, fear coming up, whether it's a visceral in the moment fear for your life or, or a social fear that's sort of more low key and underground, but still there and still takes up as much of your emotional energy just over a longer term. That's all, that's all completely normal. And I, I don't think that people, or I don't think that my aim is ever going to be to not feel fear, but what I think is, is unhelpful is when I allow myself to build up this big scary picture and then cling to it like it's happening. And definitely in my, 
<laughs> my experience, doing that not only isn't helpful in that I'm feeling a bunch of extra shitty emotion that doesn't actually necessarily add value to it. Not only is it unhelpful in that way, but when I do when I do act on my fears, oftentimes <laughs> it catalyzes crappy situations. It it moves things moves thing moves me to make choices that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy when i believe that something bad is going to happen i make choices that move me quicker toward that bad thing a lot of the time and i don't know if other people have a lot of experiences with doing that maybe i'm just super lucky and you know have all these experiences that that show me that when i act out of fear i'm, I'm usually usually not making mindful choices <laughs> maybe other people don't have that experience but i definitely do and so i find it interesting and that's why i find it valuable to try and eliminate what i would call like the extra fear like we have we have fear that's got value it's like salt you know it's great to add salt to a meal salt is useful but if you add too much salt it quickly becomes awful just becomes awful real fast if you put too much salt on almost anything. So I, I kind of think of it like that. Or pepper. Pepper is a better example because I don't like pepper ever. So it's like not really good, but useful. I don't know. Maybe not. I get a little confused. Thanks for listening to this episode where I basically am just processing out loud some of my thoughts about fear because fear is an interesting emotion to me and it's definitely useful. I mean, arguably one of the more useful emotions that we have in that I think it's easier to see what we're afraid of than necessarily things like what we're sad about or why something hurts us or why something brings us joy. It's easier to see why fear happens. And so, you know, it's pretty useful in that way. It's very direct, but also like it has been causing so many issues for me in this last couple weeks with the virus and even some interpersonal situations that have been going on that I reacted differently than I would have expected to and that I think other people probably expected me to. And yeah, it's been interesting to observe how much fear has played a role in that and how much it affected me uh, over the last couple weeks. So that's why this has been on my mind and I think it's probably something that's on other people's minds too. So hopefully, hopefully it's useful um, to someone out there. And if it wasn't useful for, for you, thank you for just listening to me ramble anyways. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful whatever day and time of the weekend day it is for you. I'll uh, talk to you later. Bye.